Hello, and welcome to Movies on the Side. My name is Stephen Robles, and this is going to be the last you hear of my voice in this episode. We have a very special guest, someone who has made a cameo on past episodes, but now is a bona fide co-host of the show, and she hosts it with Nate Baranowski. And so I won't ruin the surprise, I'll let you enjoy this episode as they review the 1996 movie Flipper. And if you notice it sounding a little echoey this week, I'm pretty sure they recorded in a stone dungeon. Pretty sure. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. I'm Stephen Robles. And I'm Nate Baranowski. I am not Stephen Robles. <laughs> I'm Joe Baranowski. Stephen is taking a week off. So I brought in the next best thing. Some, I do look a lot like him. <laughs> similar beards. Mm-hmm. Jill is here and you may have wondered to yourself, will we ever get Jill Baranowski on this podcast? And I would tell you... There is only one movie that can get Jill to passionately talk about a movie, and that is a movie that involves 15 minutes of dolphins swimming around aimlessly at the beginning of it, and that is Flipper from 1996. Jill, thank you for coming on the podcast. You're so welcome. Jill, okay, everyone behind the scenes, we recorded for a while. I forgot to press the start record button (laughs) because apparently... This show runs because Steven handles all the technical details. So I technically already asked Jill what the Rotten Tomatoes score was. And so instead of pretending like uh, we haven't done it, I'll just let you guys know. 32% critics, 34% audience. Jill guessed exactly those numbers. No, that is false. <laughs> I absolutely did not because I disagree with both of them. The critic score, I understand. The audience score? Come on, people. It's right. dolphins. Right. It's dolphins. It's 1996. Yeah. Where's your childhood glee? Jill, this movie was not part of my childhood. Mm. I had Free Willy was more part of my childhood. I remember the tank cracking. I remember the Willy being Willy. Um, and I had hardly any memory of Flipper, except I knew that Frodo was in it. So tell me about flipper as part of your childhood yeah yeah so we had flipper on vhs when i was a child probably given to us by a grandmother at christmas i think that's where all the flipper movies came from i don't i'm not sure this was ever in theaters but i think grandparents were distributed Mm. this movie and then they (laughs) multi-level marketed it out to the masses that may be that absolutely may be because i did not see it in theaters i didn't see any movies really in theaters as a kid so it's possible you are correct. Yes, everyone had this VHS. I'm pretty sure I had this VHS <gasps> and didn't even need it. <laughs> Apparently not. I have to reconsider this relationship. Well, okay, to be honest, it may have been one of those like recorded off of TV. So it's like you missed the first 15 minutes because it was like overlapped with Brave Little Toaster that was also recorded no, okay. onto a, we lost a VHS. Okay, so t- tell me your uh, what's your childhood experience with Flipper? Yeah, I mean, I probably watched it several times a year loved this movie i identify with the blonde girl who on second watching really doesn't have much of a character i would not be surprised if at the end of this movie she phased out of existence and we all found out that only uh what's elijah wood's character's name 
Sandy, Sandy that only Sandy could hear could see her oh, like a be. like a what was the movie Safe Haven uh, movie like she's a spectre she's been a ghost the whole time mm, could be I don't really know what her name was Kim her name is Kim that's right and you know what she did remind me of a young you a little bit mm. not in personality because she had none <laughs> but sitting Good out safe. in a boat Good safe. playing the boing 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 plucking little instrument mm-hmm. thing to mesmerize the dolphin. Never sounded cool, though. Didn't. Never was a song. Okay, let me let me butt in here. Okay. To say that Nate did ask me very early while watching this movie if I ever had a thing for Elijah Wood as a kid. And I would just like to say, in all honesty, I did not. Not my cup of tea. I mean, there were two girls in this movie who looked at him and there was some ADR voice. There's a lot of overdubbing in this movie. Don't because ruin it for me. I think it was The Waves. But they did whisper, oh, he's so cute. Yeah. Hmm. And I thought, well, apparently not uh, Jill's cup of tea Mm-mm. back in 1996. It was not. But here we are. I still love the movie. Okay. We are adults now. We are. Some days. We are reasonable. Well, some days. We are reasonable adults. How did this movie come to us now? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I wasn't sure if I was going to be allowed to talk about this. Absolutely. So the story goes, so as I think listeners know, we had a baby. We had a baby. Eats a boy. He's a boy. Um, He is five weeks old now. And so he squirms a lot, especially when he's waking up from naps. Um, And so there was a line in my head at times that I would whisper to Nate as our son was waking up from naps. I would whisper to him. The giant squid is stirring, sir. It took us a few days and a text exchange with my mother to figure out this reference because I Googled it and all I could find was the original reference, which is from 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which well, isn't it's even It's not correct. technically 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea because that's not the name of that movie. This is the one that's twice as deep called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Wait, really? Did I mess up? How many leagues are under the sea? You know what? I 20, am really feeling Steven's role. <laughs> okay, so so this line turns out is playing on the TV in the movie yeah. Flipper. Yeah, because I've never seen 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea or 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the, neither one. The knockoff, the prequel. <laughs> it really is 20,000. That sounds better now that Nate said it. Anyway, so the, the, the actual line in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is... Giant squid astern, sir, as in at the front of the boat. I never knew that. Still have never seen that movie. But in Flipper is a clip of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, specifically of that moment. Hence where we, I began using it to let Nate know that our son was waking up and now we call him our little squid. So the reason why we watched this movie is because of a misquoted line from a movie within a movie mm-hmm. from 1996. Yeah. And now here we are. Yeah. Let's. You're welcome. Let's go in because I have to let you guys know that we watched this movie together. And for the first, I kid you not, 10 minutes, it is just dolphins swimming around. It's glorious. You it's just like giggle. It's a National Geographic show. Exactly. But, but like not as well filmed. Whatever. I mean, at the okay, agree disagree. Let's talk about the characters of this movie. By the way, no spoiler horn in this because this plot is as straightforward down the center of the lane. Also, Nate doesn't know how to make the spoiler horn, so I mean, Stephen will edit this. So, (laughs) okay, Stephen, 
Should we rate the movie now and then talk about it and do spoiler horn? I don't know. You already said we were going to do a spoiler horn. I don't know. Now I, now I regret it. Hmm. Okay, we'll do a spoiler horn. No spoilers right now. You will not know whether Flipper is a boy or a girl. <laughs> or, and you won't know whether Flipper lives or dies at the end of this movie. Right? Yes. Okay. Let's talk characters in this movie. Please. The main character, I would say, is Flipper. <laughs> followed oh, by... Sandy. I mean... Angsty teenage boy who's trying to... All he wants to do is go to the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. And, and yet he wears Smashing Pumpkin shirts all the time. He's always wearing bands t-shirts. Super into music. Yeah, obviously. Just because he wears the shirts. But his, his Australian... New Zealand? Australian. Australian uncle is just raining on his parade because he's been sent to the Florida Keys for the summer because apparently he's a muffin to his mom. <laughs> Please bleep out the first part of that because I want people to not know what Jill said right there. Elijah Wood plays Sandy Ricks, who is, I would dare say, the main character in Screen Time, a character that I did not particularly enjoy because you're movie. a grown man and he's an angsty teen correct that no that's exactly correct did you enjoy him as a child his character um i think i found him actually a little bit annoying as a child okay mm-hmm. so what about now as an adult <laughs> yeah um yeah he's pretty annoying. <laughs> so when i said he was unlike him you gave me a hard time but there is no age that you no. are that you particularly enjoy him. no i never really identified with his angsty side i just wanted to be him because i wanted to have a pet oh okay okay i get it yeah so he gets sent to uh, a, a part of florida that i've never is it a real part of florida i think it's one of the keys oh okay so he gets sent to this tropical paradise and really dislikes it's hard him. being him because he'd rather be in orlando Watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers all the time. At some point in time early on, he gets on a ferry to, to go back to the mainland. Mm-hmm. What's his plan there? He's meeting up with his friends so he can see Red Hot Chili Peppers. Probably in Miami, I'm guessing. Okay, because he had yeah. tickets at the beginning. It's all very confusing how and why he was leaving. To see Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, it's all Red Hot Chili Peppers base. Then we, I would say the best character is Porter Ricks. His Australian uncle, played by Paul Hogan. Excellent. Now. What did you tell me at one point? The guy's oozing charisma. Oozing charisma. This guy, Crocodile Dundee, mm-hmm. is, this movie is passable because of Paul Hogan. Do you agree or disagree? I think that's pretty accurate. As an adult. Not as a child. Sure. As an adult. As an adult, also, he looks great. He could be 55, he could be 75 in this movie. Did you do your research? No, no, no we just watched this movie. You've been with me the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but you have IMDb open. Oh, okay, hold on a second. We'll go back to Paul Hogan. How okay. old is he now? Is he still alive? Oh, man. What a bummer if he's not. He definitely still is alive. <laughs> okay. He was born in 1939. So in 99, he was 60. So he was 57 yeah, he in this good. movie. He looked great in this movie. Uh, okay. Paul Hogan is, I think, Australian. Has an Australian accent. He is the uncle of Elijah Wood. He is the only 
Australian accented person in this movie, and no one talks about it. Yeah. Shouldn't there be one person that explains that? You know what? I don't want to hear that from you because anytime someone in a movie has an American accent, unnecessary. That's correct. You fuss about it. I do. I do. So, this is an example of where they just said, you know what? He's Paul Hogan. Just let him use his normal accent. Right. Let's not make him be American. And don't fuss. Well, we meet the mom. She is definitely American. She's from Chicago. Right. He, there are some... We're not giving you great raw material. No. Good luck. He says a couple great lines in this movie. I wrote down one. Mm. And I'm going to do it in my best Australian accent. Mm. The guy says, someone's going to teach you a lesson. And Paul Hogan responds, all I have a thirst for knowledge. Teach me something. How was my Australian accent? It's between me and you. Not great. Was but it wasn't bad. I opened my mouth and that's what came out. Yeah, here, here, here's the line. You say it in Australian accent. <laughs> I have a thirst for knowledge. Teach me something. No. <laughs> you did stick your chin out a lot more, which maybe helps the accent. The beginning was a little bit. The yeah, first it was. half was better. The second part really fell off. There the are some great, great lines in this movie. Um, I think his relationship with his pelican... His pet pelican. Mm. He gives it beer. Tells it to heal. Now for... This is the sign of the times because giving uh, an animal a beer Mm. in 1996. And also he gives Elijah Wood so many cigars to smoke in this movie. He's teaching him a lesson. He is teaching him a lesson. But yeah. Now... So then we have those two characters. We also have um, Paul Hogan's love interest. Uh, who is Chel- uh, Kathy, played by Chelsea Field. She's lovely. She is I don't lovely. think I realized as a kid how lovely she was. She is super into Porter. Porter does not give her that much of a time of day in this. And I do kind of... She doesn't want to commit, I think. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. I love their chemistry. Yeah. I think they got it going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like what's her Marv. Marv. See, when you said that Paul Hogan's character was the best character. Oh, you think Marv's the best character? Marv is probably up there for me. Marv doesn't say anything except the word flipper Mm -hmm. the entire movie, which Mm -hmm. is adorable. He's a small child. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's, he's a bit of an introvert, but he's a genius. And, um, I, I don't remember the exact line. But it's something to the effect of you give him a spray and a piece of wire and he'll give you an outboard motor. Um, Another Paul Hogan line. Brilliantly done. Yep. Not going to try that one in Australian. So I think they are great. Now let's talk about the quote unquote love interest, Kim. We already talked about her. Well, I need to to say this real quick because we usually go to Romance Corner with Steven. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Fine, 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 fine. Fine. I'm not really into (laughs) Romance. You're so honorary. False. <laughs> that was a bald face look. What do you think about the romance corner between Sandy and Kim? I I am glad that the movie doesn't push it any further without spoiling anything. I'm glad that there's not, you know, kissy kissy, all the things. Technically, they filmed a kissy kissy and cut it from the movie. No, I'm glad they did. Yeah. That was good, good editing. Choice. Kim, who looks like a younger, uh, I would say blonde version of you, but you are blonde. You look like a younger you. <laughs> she plays a little bong bong uh, instrument thing. 
she has no family and no background. When she shows up, she bites into scenes like someone who's coming off camera onto a soundstage. Like, I'm supposed to be in this scene too. Have we considered the possibility that she's actually like 35 years old and that's why we don't need to know about her family? Because she just was like... She's an adult. A single woman and she just sort of shows up and just looks young. I'm glad they took out the kiss then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, that took... Let's talk about the bad guy. Yeah. What's his name? Hmm. Uh, Jonathan Banks, he plays Dirk Moran. Dirk. Sorry if there are any Dirks listening. It's just a bad guy name. It is a bad guy name until my only other Dirk in movies is Matthew McConaughey from Sahara. His name is Dirk. Yeah, but it fits. It does fit. Okay. He's a bad boy. You could have <laughs> So to speak. Okay. The bad guy. He shoots a dolphin in the first mm-hmm. 15 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. I was not. To which Paul Hogan says, that's not fishing, kid. That's murder. <laughs> well done. I'm glad I'm not the only one doing impressions on this show. <laughs> he is a bad, bad dude. Mm. Through and through. Not And because I did not know where this movie was going, this movie starts heading towards someone's possibly polluting the water and possibly wants to capture Flipper. Now, could it be the same guy? We'll tell you after the spoiler horn. (laughs) Jill. Yes. It's time to rate this movie. Excellent. We're going to go zero to five dolphin shakes. Because in a scene in this movie that they film with absolute glee, like all the kids who watch this movie just can't wait to see what sort of jello and fish heads they put into that blender and make it. That scene took like far too long. They made a dolphin shake to help Flipper feel better. Give me your rating of Flipper 1996. Zero to five. But at my adult rating. Yes. The, yes. With your mind. Oh, no. Give me both. I, want, I okay. do want to hear both. Okay. I would say my kid rating of this movie was like four and a half out of five dolphin shakes. Wow. Like I loved this movie and you are correct. Like that scene of grinding up fish heads and gunk as the lovely marine biologist said something about, we just have to replenish his iron and his fluids and something, something. And it's like a dolphin shake. Also a weird place to put a product placement for Jell-O. Did you notice that him holding up the Jell-O like tropical fruit? Yeah, that's true. Also, sp- the SpaghettiOs were highly oh, you're right in this movie. And there was a line about Spam. Yeah. Are those all in the same product family? I bet they are. Probably. But it's like a Procter yeah. Gamble or something. So, you gave it four and a half when you were a kid. As a kid, what was the most loved? It was just imagining that you had a dolphin or that you were friends with a dolphin. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I really, and I think the heroics of it, like, it was pretty epic as a kid. Sure. Like, again, without spoiling anything, but, you know. Yeah. Getting the bad guy, saving the fishing, saving the dolphins. Love it. Yeah. Now you're an adult. Mm. Mm -hmm. What's your rating now? (sighs) Realistic, probably three out of five dolphin shakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't go any Do not try to drag me. What's the best part of this movie now? Marv. <laughs> like Marv. The kid who says Flipper. <laughs> the best part of this movie. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to give my rating. I'm going to say two out of five dolphin shakes. That those two might as well just be held up with the left hand and right hand of Paul Hogan and Porter Ricks. But you know what? I'll I accept that because that those two out of five dolphin shakes would put you at about forty percent, which is higher than the critic. Which is higher than the critics. I also think watching it with you brought me a sense of joy because I could picture young you thinking about swimming with dolphins. Mm, and you didn't have to picture me giggling through the whole movie. You actually were giggling throughout yeah, the movie. So. Okay, spoiler horn time. <laughs> no need to do any editing. That was it. I think that was spot on. Okay, first thing we have to talk about after the spoiler horn because this is essential to the plot. Sandy Ricks falls into the water, takes off his shirt immediately, and spends <laughs> 10 minutes swimming in jorts. <laughs> Tell me about this scene. Why wait, was he in jean wait, shorts? let me raise you one on this. <laughs> okay. He went to the Florida Keys for the summer uh-huh. and did not pack a swimsuit. N- did not see a single swimsuit in this? He never wore a swimsuit. Why? How? Did you not think he'd get in the water? Yeah, no, he thought he was going to Red Hot Chili Peppers. He didn't need a swimsuit for a concert. He, need, he did need jorts for Red Hot Chili Peppers, though. <laughs> See, That's go. actually he the packed, uniform. He packs perfectly. Yeah, he's always in some version of cut-off pants. You're right. Yes. Speaking of the fashion choices, what did you think about the cut-off rainbow-striped shirt that Porter wears? In this, oh, I dig it. I, I do too. <laughs> it's a perfect look. When you got his guns, I think you can pull it off at all times. Absolutely. Yeah, but those jean shorts, man, man, those bugged that me. Was, that was that was the nineties, man. It was the nineties. We all had them. It was on. Surprised he didn't have times. long white socks that went almost halfway up his pants. He to was get never there. wearing real shoes. So he packed water shoes, but no swimsuit. Go figure. Didn't think he'd get past his calves, <laughs> but yet here we are. Okay, uh, the bad guy. Turns out, Dirk. Dirk is dumping comically large barrels that say poison and hazardous waste. Dioxin, I think. Dioxin. Do you know what dioxin is? No. You're a medical student? No idea. Okay. You said it with such confidence. So they're dumping it out in the water and killing fish. He's also just a regular bad dude who, at, at the very end of this, tries to kill a kid twice. Yeah. He first tries to run him over with his boat. Yep. Then he says, like, swim to me. Mm-hmm. It's all safe. Lures him in. Away from the shark attack, which we'll talk about in a second. And then it tries to, I think he's going to, like, is he going to harpoon him? Is that his plan to how he's going to murder this child? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I have to say this. There is, this is based off a TV show. And there's a movie and a TV show from, like, the 60s. Yeah. Sometimes... The level of peril is like 60s TV show style. Like Lassie, like, oh, yeah, get the bad guy, Scooby-Doo sort of thing. Yeah. And, like, for example, after they arrest the bad guy at the end, Paul Hogan punches him in the face. They all laugh. And he, like, swims around like, oh, we got him. But I'm not sure if they deal with the seriousness of this guy not just poisoning the water. But trying to murder this kid twice. Yeah. You know, also, it struck me as interesting that, so, he he raises the harpoon as if he's going to, yeah, yes. skewer the kid. Yes. Flipper jumps up, 
and like tail spins him. Yes. Down into the water. Yes. And then Elijah Wood is sort of unfazed at this point. Just talking to the, the He's dolphin. Just like, oh, thanks, buddy. You saved me. Not thinking about the fact that this murderous man is like 10 feet away from him. Right. In a body of water and could just like dunk him. Right. He does not try to get out of the water. I thought to myself, get to the boat, get on the boat and like take the bounty hunter boat away from the bad guy. Mm -hmm. It is a good thing the other boat showed up right then. Right. Good timing. Yeah. Things you don't think about as a kid. I had no sense of that peril. Right. I was far more afraid of that hammerhead shark. Right. Okay. So now we're at the hammerhead shark. His name is Scar. <laughs> this is after Lion King came out in the 90s. So, I mean, well, it's Scar from the Lion King. The hammerhead shark. Uh, tell me what you think about the hammerhead shark scene of him swimming away from him as, as an, an adult. adult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a bit cheesy. He's swimming frantically, and the shark somehow is not catching him. The shark is so chill. The shark yeah. does not... He's just kind of swimming at a leisurely pace while this yeah. boy frantically fights for his life. Yeah. And every once in a while, you get, like, a close-up shot of the shark's teeth. <laughs> the editing in all of these, you know, dolphins... Yeah. Apparently, they use animatronic heads of the dolphins for when the dolphins... Uh, the family... Flipper's family shows up and attacks the hammerhead by just pounding it. Yes, over and over again. Uh, those were animatronic dolphin heads that were smashed against uh, the know. side of the. Not a real shark, obviously. Thanks for ruining it for me because I the magic, thought all of those dolphins were real. <laughs> the magic is gone. Well, we are to believe that this hammerhead shark, which I don't think ever looks super menacing, they want to show you that it's menacing early because they have him. In this PG movie, biting the head off of a seagull. Do you mm. remember that scene? Yep, yeah, absolutely. And then there's sort of like a, a blood... A blood thing. ...spray in water, which is, frankly, the scariest part of the whole movie. Isn't it? Or the most, yeah, most gory part of it. Right. Movie. So when, when Elijah Wood somehow survives jumping off and the boat crashing over his little pontoon, I looked at you and I said... I think you said to me, hammerhead shark, like you're bracing yourself for the moment. And I thought, oh, it's because he's bleeding. No, Mm -hmm. not because he's bleeding. Just good timing. Just good timing. Just feet kicking around under the water. Yeah. So the hammerhead shark, I would say that's the one good reason why Kim is in the movie. Because Kim Mm. expositorily, Porter Ricks finally commits to Kathy, brings the flowers. Loved that moment. Yep. That's, I think it's when I said he's dripping with charisma. Mm-hmm, it is. So that's great. Um, and then Sandy's mom comes, brings uh, another child who apparently she did not send away. And everything's fine. And he says, uh, he says goodbye to Kim. And she, dis, you know, disapparates. And then <laughs> he hugs his uncle. And I'm still wondering why his uncle is Australian, but it's fine. And the movie ends. All good. Can we talk about um, my one of my other side characters yes. that I really like? I know I'm sort of going out of order. But yes, I'm new to the show, so you're you're also playing my role, which is sort of a frantic, a chaotic, neutral energy. Oh, great! <laughs> um, I believe his name is Buck. Is that his, the police officer? His, yeah. Or the, the 
Yeah, the, the ocean sheriff guy. Yes. Um, I find his character delightful. He sort of shows up randomly at times. He's empathetic, but he needs to do his job well. He's got a nice, sultry, deep voice. And he says, I want that dolphin gone. He's a rule follower. Which they never, like, I'm, I'm on their side. They never put up any sort of fencing to keep the dolphin there. What are they going to do if the dolphin decides to stay around? He just says, no, they, like, what do you... They're he says, take him to SeaWorld. He says, send the dolphin away. Like, how do you send a dolphin away? Well, I know how to send a dolphin away. You point and you say, go at the end. Just go. Yes, that guy was great. He was ready to bust Dirk. Mm -hmm. He just needed some evidence. Some hard evidence. So (laughs) they do. Apparently, Kathy, who is a marine biologist, but also has this like naval tech background when it's useful for the plot later on, Marv creates a flippo cam yeah. that he takes. And I can only imagine if you're a flipper and you show up holding that thing, meeting all your family out in the ocean, <laughs> they must look at you like, what have they done to you? <laughs> you're more machine than <laughs> dolphin now. You'll never be part of us again. No, no, they're accepting. They wanted it. Okay. Back. So yes, I love that guy. What, what was that? What was his name? The police officer guy? Buck. Buck. Okay. Okay. Yes, I did love him too. Yeah. Thank you everyone for tuning in today on this radio broadcast. Steven usually does this part and I usually just kind of don't pay attention at the end, but uh, I'll just try to say what I think he usually says. You can follow us on Instagram at movies on the side. You can go to mots.fm. Please leave a five-star review on Apple podcast. Uh, if you would like to give money to us so that we can continue doing these and rent movies such as Flipper, uh, you can become one of our supporters. And once you become a supporter, you may listen to all of the bonus episodes we have. Uh, they are talking about things that are not movies, but are somewhat interesting, unless they aren't. But you get all the uninteresting and interesting topics at once. So thank you very much for listening. And like we say every week on Movies on the Side, to live is to love, all reasons against. That's not Australian. That's Australian. This is a knife. To live is to love, all reasons against it, all instincts for it. What do you want? I'm from Chicago. It's not like there were street signs. You're going to have to use your brain, which is going to hurt because it's the weakest muscle in your body. I kind of got Arnold Schwarzenegger there.